It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. When we started making podcasts in New Orleans about 10 years ago, we encountered a lot of them. What happens when you run out of good guests like in about six weeks? And what's a podcast? <laughs> One of the questions we didn't hear was what happens if every bar and restaurant in the city shuts down? That sure would have been funny, but it's turning out to be no joke. So welcome to New Orleans Coronavirus Part 3. This is our second show coming to you. Happy Hour is still a random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. But one thing we do all have in common today is the crew of our show and all of our guests in our home. So hello to everybody who's joining us on Happy Hour. Thomas, are we all good here? Hey. Yes. <laughs> No, can't Maybe. hear you. No, okay. I've mu so I've muted my, look, I muted myself to try to turn down on the extraneous oh, noise, wow. and I would recommend that other people do the same, too. <laughs> we can't, though, because, you know, we don't know what's extraneous and what's important at this point. Well, there you go. Everybody here on this show is people, our people, is people who have been on our show before. Yeah. For no real reason other than that's just how it worked out. Rich Collins, welcome back. Not only has Rich Collins been on our show before, he's hosted this show before. That's true. <laughs> Don't you know, Rich is one of the founders of a band and a TV show called Imagination Movers. That was a Disney show for many years until, uh, until what year? We just went back on Disney Plus on February 28th in 50 countries. <laughs> wow. So you're yeah. back to being a TV star again. Well, you know, so we lost all our gigs for the rest of the year, like all of our income, but a big potential silver lining is that um, I'm thinking that all these kids will be home and parents need something to do. So the 75 episodes uh, might come in handy and maybe we'll have a new fan base. When this, uh, that is exciting. Is Andrew Duhon, do you have a TV show you could turn to now that you have no live gigs? <laughs> what happened? Good. Wow. I tell you what, I saw Andrew's live show here on the internet, though. Did anybody catch that? Yes, it was really great. Well, hopefully Andrew will come back. I know he's having trouble with the Cox Communications people. So hopefully he'll show up. Another one of them by our show once in a while is Katrina Breeze. Katrina, welcome back to Happy Hour. Hi. I'm excited to be with y'all today because I'm so <laughs> you hold up all by yourself in your little apartment. Where are you living? Mostly, I'm living um, in Carrollton now. I inherited my mom's house, so I'm staying. Um, I have a foster dog who's locked up far away from my microphone right now because otherwise <laughs> it'd be super loud. Um, but yeah, it's me and my foster What's like dog. What's a dog? Is it? It's a yeah. um, half German Shepherd, half Pitbull. Oh, how many pounds? Um, I think he's probably. Probably like 45, but he's super strong. And um, he's like a little cop. Like he was like raised to be a cop. And um, I think his great grandparents might Nazis, I'm not sure. But um, so far it's going really well. So he's my cuddly little Nazi cop. That's a cute companion to have for the uh, COVID quarantine. And Karina, things might be really going well for you now. You're fine. One of your businesses might really have come into its own. You're a fantastic casket business. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, I thought you were going to mention the movie I made 10 years ago about the vagina from the future that comes to warn us about a Chinese flu and um, that there's this huge pandemic. Strangely enough, I don't remember the movie about the vagina from I the do. future that came back to warn <laughs> us about a Chinese pandemic. Does anyone else? Our producer, Graham DuPont, do you remember that? Of course. I'm going to have to dig it up. And talking of movies, Mike Rubin is joining us. Hey. Mike, how are you doing? I've had, good. It's been a long time. The last time you were on Happy Hour was back when we were still at the Collins Hotel before they kicked us out of there. And that was a long time. Nice, Katrina. I saw that. You had nothing to do with that. No, that was back. You know, that was back when you had created a new product called Placebook. Wow, you guys have been around a long time. Yeah, that was why you came on the show to talk about your new product called Placebook. I think that was right after Facebook shut you down, though. Yeah, they sued us. Well, Placebook was a sort of a geographical it was like an atlas it had nothing to do with social social uh, okay. connectivity or anything but facebook was very unhappy uh and they sued us and they said that when it when it really came down to it they said the problem was that it rhymed it rhymed with placebook so i went out and i told people that they just needed to pronounce it differently another couple of months we were plaque book <laughs> but that didn't work anyway that was a long time ago so what happened to placebook placebook um we sold off oh, really? the pieces to various right. other And then you moved on from that to Netflix. Yeah. I think Netflix was before Plucky Book. Uh, Netflix DVD years of Netflix. So, so what was your job at Netflix exactly? You had some exotic position. I was, um, well, Facebook had launched and Netflix was curious what sort of social media, social network <coughs> to move. I was in charge. The product, the product at Netflix was the website. And there was like five of us who had different kind of philosophical domains of that. There was ratings and recommendations. There was uh, merchandising. There was stuff like that. And one of them was social. Like, what is social going to do? So I was in charge of social and the team of so us you were in charge, charge of, of the, launching the, the social media aspect of Netflix. Yes. And then shutting it down three years later when like Facebook took off and we couldn't build it. Uh, I didn't realize that Netflix originally had a competing. Who's got a baby? Who's got a baby? Who's got a baby? Thomas, it's I've your got place is the baby. Yeah, okay. For once, the answer is not me, dude. I'm wondering where this baby is coming from. It's, it's me. The baby. Is that Asher? You have a baby? Uh, yeah, I yeah, I've got the baby. The baby. Asher, are you in the place. snow somewhere? No, it's just very bright. I guess you're in Mid City. I'm in Arkansas. Arkansas. I'm in I'm in Central I'm in Central you're Arkansas. In Arkansas. <laughs> I can tell What's by the rocking on, chairs. There's a baby. You do have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. It's um. Uh, it's very very nice up here. I just um shoveled a bunch of chicken poop out of a. Well, you I got a place to sleep coop, now. I deep then. pooped a chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. You, are you staying with people who have got uh, chickens in a coop? Yeah, my, my mom has a bunch of chickens. Ash, and she has a little love baby. Love chickens. Uh, she's inside. She's hiding from me and the, and the baby right now because we could potentially have. Tell Asher it's not your baby. It's somebody else's baby. It's not, it's not my baby. It's my girlfriend's oh, baby. You've been entrusted with the baby. baby. What? 
girlfriend had a baby. That's awesome. Hey, so, uh, so you've taken you've taken the virus from one of their hot spots, which is well, Newlands, just in a little country that, town in Arkansas. Congratulations. Uh, interestingly enough, this place had gotten its own um, infusion of the virus before I showed up, which was um, at a church very nearby to here in a place called Claiborne County. Two people have died as of last night from that church. Um, that It was my my mom and stepfather would go there uh, without very much regularity, but they would go and um, they, but they hadn't been in over a month because they've just, so I guess they were spared by the grace of so God. Two people from the church have died. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's right. Bad New Orleans is in the news right now. Like we're worried in, about you guys. Mike is in, yeah. Mike's in San Francisco. I'm in San Francisco. Yeah. Which is that you're in the isn't that the worst place? No, no. And I've been it's in, in my apartment for two weeks. You know. Guys, yeah, Mike, uh, New Orleans is the worst place. New Orleans is bad. Well, that's just statistically. <laughs> what other? Do you remember way you when we were statistically the murder cap? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were the murder capital of this country, too. Don't you think it's no, just I a function of Mardi Gras? the worst place, period. We are fucked. And <laughs> sorry we're not in New York, but New, New Orleans is sucks. By the way, I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm headed. As soon as I get 14 days past the last time I took an airport, which would be April 2nd. Knoxville, Tennessee has 15 cases on my way. Okay. I, I don't know whether there's anywhere. My apartment. No, Grant, we've had that conversation. Yeah. I know. I just don't believe that any, I think anywhere you go, it's going to end up being the same, basically. Be the you same. know what? It's not going to look like New Orleans. Well, but see, the thing is that what? New Orleans no, is that, no, 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 it's not. The thing with New Orleans is that we had Mardi Gras. And that's why we've that's, got all these people. That's Grant, what spread it around. Hang on, stop. You're saying, okay, well, we've got a lot of people because we had New Orleans. Well, yeah, we had no, we New had Orleans. Mardi Gras. So we we're had in New Orleans. Orleans. I'm sorry. We had Mardi Gras. So we had Mardi Gras, and that's why we've got so many. Yes. But you know what? Knoxville didn't No, have but Mardi they're Gras. eventually going to have to see each other at some point. No, babe, they're not going to ever have Mardi I'm Gras. I'm not an epidemiologist. I think the virus will be evenly spread out across the country. You know what? I think you're wrong. Sorry, you're wrong. Where people congregate is where mm -hmm. it happens. Yeah. That's but New York, LA, yes, New Orleans. Where people congregate the most, it happens first. Exactly. Because, but but still people are going to eventually they congregate but everywhere just the same. people don't congregate, it doesn't happen. I'm sorry. Come on. People are Hold eventually going to go to a bar in... Yeah, but eventually going to go to Target go and there. everywhere else. There's not like 500,000 people that are there for Mardi Gras that are going to go there. The highest okay. population density in the South is Miami, exactly, right? Yes. So why isn't there like the, why isn't it concentrated there? Why, why is it, it is, it is, here? It is you know starting. It will be there in a week for sure. Okay. Graham, can you move your screen so that oh, we can sorry. see oh, more of your face and less of your ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, Katrina. Yeah. Go back to your 
movie you predicted um this? well i arted it it might have been a prophecy or when like 10 years ago i was at occupy wall street and i decided to wall street to make this movie about my vagina puppet coming from the future to warn everybody about a pandemic that was coming from china have enough medical supplies and i'm sure i'm not the only one that predicted this i heard obama predicted it and told trump so i mean i be a scenario that I'm sure thousands of people have predicted. Really? I Mine was just it. more interesting because it was a vagina speaking. Do you think if it was Part a penis speaking, people would have taken it more seriously? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Exactly. 20% more seriously. I think. Or, yeah. yeah. Does that vagina puppet of yours have Badge a name? Bush. Badge Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still holding that thing out? I mean, sometimes, not as much. I mean, now I'm doing all this like, well, now that I'm in confinement, maybe. But before I was like being all, all serious and, you know, being part of the legislature and yeah. trying to act like an adult. Katrina, you've got some cool stuff going on with your legislation. Sure. Um, so the legislation is called Donna's Law and it's named after my mom who died by gun suicide of 2018. Katrina, um, how comfortable, Katrina, how comfortable <laughs> do you feel about telling us a little bit more about that? Sure, so um, I had bipolar disorder and um, was given a medication called Effexor that had um, a side effect of suicidality. And she had an episode and she Googled gun stores New Orleans and um, hit directions and went to a gun store in then drove to Audubon Park and shot herself at the Tree of Life. Um, Sorry. Thank you. Uh, so the legislation would empower people to put themselves on a do not sell list and um, prevent themselves from an accidental suicidal gun purchase. Um, so it doesn't interfere with anyone's Second Amendment rights and um, uh, it did make it to the legislation legislative session last year in Louisiana, and it was deferred till this year, which I don't even know if we're going to have a legislative or session. Or a country. Yeah. And it just passed it, and it was like on its way to the governor's desk. And I don't know if what's going to happen there, but um, our efforts have have uh, had a lot of fruit. But, so it passed. It's the law in Virginia. Well, so the governor has to sign it. Right, but apart from it's just waiting for a signature. So congratulations, that's a pretty big Thank deal. You. Amazing. Really great deal. So it's a self-selected do not sell list that you put yourself on. Yeah, Katrina, you are Very awesome. Clever. Very clever. I want to come back to your fantastic casket idea because I think you're getting very wealthy as a result of that. But first, Rich, come back here. So everyone's trapped in their houses. Yeah. And doing live streaming concerts, every musician in the country. Are you yeah. doing that as well? Uh, I was going to try and do some clever thing where I had one of my bandmates join me uh, via Zoom just now and perform for you guys. But we realized it's really hard to... Uh, sync up a performance uh, using video conference software but uh so the movers are, are trying to we're trying to figure it out we're a little behind 
If you've got a giant um, hit show on Disney, you don't really need to be worrying about a live stream on. on Imagine Dragon I guess we're just we're just stream streaming yeah. right now, right? But, uh, I've been calling it a love stream. <laughs> you know, that? like like nice it's touch. like sharing your. So feel free to call it a love stream if anyone. That's a good one. And we're like fluid bonded. Andrew Duhon is back. Andrew, are you back with us? Yeah. The, yeah. The uh, the Cox guy is working on my internet outside right now. Okay. What did he say did he was agree? wrong with it? Did he know? Oh, I can tell you what's wrong. I, I can see the cable coming out of the building, out of, out of my apartment and heading down, but it bypasses the box completely. Somebody probably set up a dish or something. But uh, it's not in the Cox ah. cable box, so okay, he's working on that now. Okay, so Andrew, tell tell us just briefly before. How did your live stream from your apartment go? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was nerve wracking, and um, you know, with all this uh, technology that we we don't trust, and uh, we're concerned that we're promoting something that we can't actually follow through with. But in the end, it worked great and um, got, uh, you know, we got paid better than a regular gig would have paid us. So, hey, you know, um, can't be. but yeah, I guess on a, on a more sober note, there's there's plenty of gigs that, were, that are going to be canceled because of this. And uh, and um, you can't necessarily make up for all of them with with live streams. I think you would exhaust the love stream by doing that. But, uh, you know, once every once a week feels so I'll probably do another one at the end of this week. And yeah. Andrew, how did you how did you make the sound as good as you could? Did you like go through a an Apollo interface or something and use real mics and all that? We went through an audio interface and a uh, Apogee Duet, um, but Apollo is great as long as you have the connection that can go into. We used a phone. Uh, I imagine you can use a computer. We didn't go with the, the camera on the computer is not as good as the camera on the phone. So we thought maybe we'd get a decent uh, visual fidelity by using the phone and the audio fidelity by using the Apogee Duet. And that worked pretty well. You, know, you, you just do like one mic in the room kind of? We did two mics. Uh, it's, it's a two channel interface. So we use both. We just two condensers placed Rube, do you have any advice on this? Absolutely none. For kind of a vocal thing. One you guys sound like pros. These guys seem to know what they're talking about. Okay, Rich, <clears throat> are you going to play us a song? So my, my little rig died a second ago. I had to restart my computer, so now I'm just going through my laptop mic. So I'll be listening, uh, if not visual, if visible. Yeah, if it's... it's I what guess you guys control the What volume. happened to your fancy mic? What's that? What happened to your it fancy mic? It all crashed, yeah. Right? It crashed while y'all were talking about when you and uh, Graham were getting into an argument about um, <laughs> the viral spreading uh, patterns. So <clears throat> this, this song is from a couple years ago, but uh, it's relevant. It's a song of mine called uh, House All Day. Five dollar bottle of wine. You put down your phone, I put down mine. Turn on the Pandora station. 
So, Rich, that's like an upbeat song about trapped yeah, in Yeah, because um, somebody mentioned, one of, I work, one of my other jobs is at um, like the New Orleans Magazine family of publications. So I, I, I sit in a room with a bunch of other editor-writer type people and somebody shared a comment from somebody in the biz saying how this whole thing is an introvert's fever dream. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there... Uh, I'm kind of an introvert, extrovert, honestly. So I, I, I like the time to unwind and um, just be in my little domestic situation. So uh, yeah, that song, obviously in a different context, was just about how it's fun to skip all the other stuff and stay home with your, now in, in this current context, it takes on another shape. It's, and meaning. it's starting, after like a week of this, it's starting not to feel like much fun to me. I, <laughs> is anyone actually enjoying this? I, Grant, I, I've been doing this okay, for two so weeks now. You're a now. week ahead of us. I'm a week ahead, and in my apartment, and I've almost not. I've gone out maybe twice in two weeks to get groceries. Wow. Yeah. And, and you. I've been following you on Facebook. You seem to have been going a little. I crazy. started that way, and I just think I've maintained. I would now you've been it. saying some pretty scary stuff. Oh yeah, well, there's that too. But I'm trying to keep busy. Um, I'm working on a book and I don't want, yeah. So that's it. Like I have no reason not to uh, uh, procrastinate. 
nation is usually easier, but it's hard to justify not working on it when there's absolutely 24 hours <laughs> to stare at an empty page. What are you working on? What's the book? The book is it's about photography uh, as a Zen art, you know, te- teaching photography beginning or advanced, but uh, the, the way to teach it pretty much in the style of many of the Zen arts, Ikebana, Kintsugi, uh, Enso, which is calligraphy, Bonsai, okay, So you're haiku, relating and, photography to you know, all these. Each of those has something to kind of uh, teach the bana in particular. That's Japanese flower arranging. It's, it, and I find that it is a better um, architecture for discussing and teaching the bullshit stuff you see about rule of thirds and leading lines, which I resist. And almost any photographer will tell you, oh, you learn those rules and then you throw them out. The pretty lousy rule that you kind of just put out that way. But I find that the Zen arts have rules. Kind of like monogamy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Go on. You learn it and then you eventually throw it out. (laughs) Um, So is this book for photographers? This is a book for photographers of which... Yeah, everyone's got a camera on their phone. It's a, it should be a real renaissance in creative photography. Um, there is a Zen principle of doing things not for com- okay. love of it. It is and pretty intriguing it, that you write a book about photography, though. I mean, a well, manual. It will, it, will, it will be illustrated and... Uh, <laughs> photos. And it's really... It, I think they're really fundamental principles that you pick up from these Zen arts uh, about imperfection, about obviousness. Harmony, both structural things like composition and also um, content things like sort of the obviousness. Say about that stuff. So does Enzo. How did you come up with this idea? I see. I see Katrina smoking a lot of weed here. In the that's course of this. that's sort of was my method. I'm smoking a, a Zoom, normal amount. Does Zoom have an upgrade where we could pass that, or are we? Oh. No. You don't pay for the. Oh shit. <laughs> Just before I went into quarantine, I ran to the head shop and I got myself a fresh bong. Nice. Yeah. It's a deliver? fancy looking bong. Do you guys have weed delivery where you are? We know we don't. It's not legal here like it is in oh California. Oh my God. I have an app. Oh my goodness. I an, really? I have an app and I say, I need more weed. And it shows up in 30. 30- Pretty good. Wow. This is civilization. This is why we're protecting well, our civilization country. here because yeah, it really see. is great. Do you think it will last? How much weed? How much weed do you guys have stock? I got about a half an ounce. I mean, California, because I mean, I don't know if you realize it, but almost all the weed here comes from California. From Arkansas. No, um, (laughs) I I think that I've got plenty of weed and I feel like I wasn't sure if the, when it first happened, they closed the, the dispensaries. And after 24 hours in San Francisco, they determined that it was an essential item and it had to be opened. So So it's regarded as an essential item now. So you can, Guaranteed to have it still delivered yes. whenever you. That's amazing. I saw a video. Did you post this thing on Facebook of San Francisco, which is completely empty and devoid? Yeah, the streets are. I mean, I I can show you now. The streets are just empty. Did you see the one of the kids skateboarding down the super hills of San Francisco, right down the right. middle of the street? Right. Three block streets in the city, right. and kids are on skateboards going down these things. It's because here in New Orleans, yeah. it doesn't seem to be that empty on the street to me. Mm. No, you guys, are you guys locked down? We're locked down, but I agree. This there's still a lot of cars on the road. But I will say that about half the cars I see on my street are 
um, like police cars really? at this point. Yeah. It's pretty empty out by me. I was going down the, the wrong side of the streets on my bike yesterday. What part of the city are you in? Mid-city. In Mid-city, Sierra. Okay. Jeff I'm on Claiborne Davis. Avenue, and I see cars all the time. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's slowed down, but people are still really active. I see a lot really of people active. out walking. Yeah. I see tons yeah. of people out walking dogs and hanging out. You guys and, are going to have a very big problem if people don't stay home. Have you, yeah, Ruben, oh, have you like really not left, not have left, you, not left the house? I've really not left. I've really, and a lot of people have not left for at least for the set for the past week. Um, most people haven't left. I started a little sooner than that, but um, only because I didn't really, you know, I was closing down my store. I have a we store, have which is fucked, right? But, uh, you know. <laughs> Interesting story. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to come back and do that right after Andrew Duhon plays us a song. I'm sticking oh. with the format today like it's... <laughs> <laughs> you are in luck because Coxman just fixed my ah, internet. So okay. I think this will work. This is totally going to work. All right. It's an old song. It's a song I wrote uh, just on harmonica. But I'll add some. Yes. on my street they call her a beggar but she's nice to me yeah she sits neath my window most every morning and she reads my paper for our eyes from sleep She sits neath my window and she sings to me a song about her lover and a ship on the sea. It's that same sad, salty song every morning. I don't know the words, but it's this melody. She's done with my face. She folds it up neat and wanders her way somewhere down the street. When I open my front door, there at my feet, spend cigarettes and a 50 cent piece. Yeah, I know an old woman who lives on my street. They call her a beggar, but she's nice to me. Yeah, I know an old woman who lives on my street. Call her a beggar, but she's nice to me.
Nice, Andrew. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. Very nice. Appreciate you. Roy, what'd you Thanks. think of that? I wish I could do that. Oh, I man. I wish I could do just play it. Just fake it until you make it, man. That's it. Yeah, That's no. It I'm old enough that I've been faking it, and it, I'm not. Hey, hey not how long are you going to be trapped in Me? your apartment there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Certainly till Easter. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well we're all going to be. Good on Easter Sunday. Well, I was going to so go to church and just spread whatever I had. At yeah, the church just, and... but Easter Sunday it's going to be all over. But it was so it's so weird. Like two weeks ago, they had pictures of people rack maybe where there were like thousands and thousands of people at, at some religious thing, and I, and the news was sort of you know not making fun of them, but sort of pointing out the insanity of what we were seeing. And now we're going to do it. We're going to have like these churches filled Easter on Easter. Sunday. It's going to have yeah. the same kind of insanity well, of every. When, well, uh, Trump will have come up with a cure by then. He's in the, down the lab right now. He's very he? smart, I'm certain. Well, there'll be a miracle at that yeah. point. Hey, Easter um, miracle. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be trapped for, or you're going to be trapped in there for another couple of weeks. You could have time to learn something. You yeah, get one of these online things like how to learn the piano and training. I get the piano up here, really. Um, oh, you didn't have it? Can't you get one delivered or something? No. Well, they, with the weed, if you get enough weed, they'll bring you, they'll throw <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> what about something small? What well, would you I have like a guitar. Try? I have a guitar, and I keep pretending I'm going to get better at it. Okay. But honestly, I've been playing the guitar for 40 years. When I was 16, it has okay. not changed hey, a like bit. Melody the dog. So there's two guitar players. Cat like Stevens. That's there's what two I'm professional guitar players, right? What's the secret to getting to getting better than you were 40 years ago? It isn't just time, because I can prove that that does not necessarily get you. Practicing got something to do with it, Andrew? No, not at all. No, and I, as soon as I picked it up, I, as same thing, exactly same. as I. No, I don't believe that, Rich. Is that true <laughs> in your case? That's my. Rich is your mic is He's... muted, Rich, for some reason. The dog is on it. No, she was barking. Sorry. Okay. No, I'll say this: that with YouTube now, like you can learn a lot of stuff that we couldn't learn when I was a kid. I mean, you can go on YouTube and get. Get tons of wisdom. I, I think I have, my ambition is to be enough better that the songs that I've tried to teach myself through YouTube are out of my league. And mm -hmm. I just can't, I can't do them. And so I don't really know what the songs are mm -hmm. that are at the right level that when I master them, mm -hmm. that's the next level. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there trying to do, uh, fuck, I don't, Georgia by whatever his name is. Well, that's got too many tricky like, chords in it. It would just be absolutely devastating. It's too, like, um, Andrew, have you ever heard of, like, a guitar? I don't know if it's, it's a guitar style called Pluck and Chuck. <laughs> like, where you're... I don't know Pluck and Chuck. There's a guy that does all these videos online. It's like, I think John Mayer plays a lot of Pluck and Chuck. It's where you, you're finger picking, but you also have a couple, like, a finger or two free to, to, to do melodies. Uh -huh. And it's hard as shit. <laughs> a finger or two free? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, one of those, it's one of those videos right? that you no. try and do it, and it can make you... <laughs> But one, thing that, awesome. one thing you are really good at is photography. Am, and so yeah. tell, tell these guys this, the concept behind your place called Neo. Um, so it's a gallery on the street of like a busy street and people come in and our staff are all experts at Photoshop and Lightroom. And so you come in with your phone and you sit down at a kind of a cool console with them and they ingest your pictures and they work on them with you. So they do everything 
expert retouching or modifying or fixing. It's not just like Photoshopping, but just making them nicer. And then we have an archival printing system. So we print it nicely. We custom frame it right there and it's done in half an hour. So people come in with their phones and they leave with their like nice framed awesome. prints. Um, it was until just like not that long ago. And I don't know that we'll recover from You don't this. think you're going to get some sort of small business loan or grant or something from the government no, to carry on? I don't think so. I mean, it's going to be a shit show at the other side of this. I don't know how long this is going to go on. Maybe, but like, I can't keep my staff. I'm still paying my staff. We've been closed for almost a month. Um, and I don't want to let them go. They're hard to find really great teammates, but like it's now been a full month without anyone really working and benefits and all that stuff. And I'll go a little longer, but I'm not like, I, I can't really keep going like that. And the rent is astronomical. And, and so it's, it would take a lot of negotiating. And I kind of am thinking, I mean, I've been doing this for three years there. I'm wondering if this is a, just a sign to do some get, get into my own photography. I need permission to lay them off if that's what you need. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll give them your number. Yeah, thanks. What is it that you <laughs> do? Firstly, I give you permission to not lay them off. Oh, <laughs> this is how. Yeah, though, as a concept that everybody has all these photos on their phones and they don't last, they disappear. They do. But, it's important to get them off your phone and to, and and I argue that it's not even photography until you print it. It literally isn't a photograph until it's been, and it, it's not just because you're making a physical object, but it's just the decision-making, the, the bar is so high to make a physical print. It really is the thing that separates just like all the effluvia that you shoot all the time and the things that are truly to be saved. Uh, and it stands, and, and like, again, this is sort of the, the Zen arts. I mean, origami talks a lot about taking something uh, that's just plain paper and imbuing it with life. And um, that's, that's one of the things that happens with photography. You, you take, you, you give something almost magical properties by putting an image on this thing, making an object that is the image but and not the just- The thing it, about your okay. business is it's just a great concept that could be franchised across the country and you could be a billionaire out of this. Mm, yeah. If but you could just would... hang on. <laughs> The world is going to be, but the thing is that it, the thing that makes it so nice is the physical coming in and sitting with someone and being in an art gallery. And I really wanted it not to be a chain of stores. I've already got a chain of stores that I don't want to be, you know, that I, I feel like the way to really make it a big thing is that it works online. And I, and I tried for three years to augment my physical store with the online business and I've been unable to get that to take off. So that's really why I'd be closing this because I haven't been able to make the online take off. Um, not because the store isn't great. You know, I love the this store. This is a depressing situation. I'm sorry. I, for I mean, me too. But I, I, left my, I left my job before doing this to be a full-time photographer. I wanted to kind of retire and spend the next 20 years taking pictures. I already think I'm, I'm a really good amateur and I just wanted to, I mean, I was, I was the photo dude in the eighties with you. Grant's right. right. Exactly. So here we are. I've been taking pictures continuously for decades and decades, and I'm finally, I think, really getting good. And I think I, I should just want to spend the rest of my life dealing with photography and having the business is a little bit- uh, So maybe this is a good time to close down the business and just be a photographer, is that what you're saying? That's kind of what I'm All saying, right. yeah, well, maybe. Katrina, do you give him permission yes, to do Yes, I do. I think as an artist, it's um, really difficult to resist creating a marketplace 
um, and just being your own artist. Um, I've yeah. had that same struggle a lot. And I, all the time, just like have to tell myself like, I support <laughs> and I have, I have the skills to be the artist and I should just go be it. Um, it but as you're trying to, to be the artist, you start finding these, these, uh, these things that would have helped you, like these types of marketplaces that would have helped you succeed and then you use them, but then you end up having to do all this work so other people can use them. So I'm just going to make my own art. So you've been through the same kind of... For sure. I mean, not on the scale of having, you know, a, a lease in San Francisco, but um, I mean, that's, that's a little, that's a lot of responsibility, but I have um, uh, organized different uh, art, artist collectives here in the city and, um, different marketplaces that other artists could activate their sales within. I like that idea. I mean, my vision was always, people always used to ask me like, do you want to be, you know, Ansel Adams? And I like the only photographer they'd ever heard of probably. And, and I always felt like I wanted to be Stieglitz. Like I wanted to marry Georgia O'Keeffe and I wanted to uh, like discover other artists and be a photographer. And I felt like Stieglitz really was the archetype of, of that. Um, but it's time to maybe work on my own stuff for a while. And, 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 I, and like wartime is always a great time for sort of digging into what you feel and, and processing the experience of being out there and not being in business. If there was ever a time not to be in business and to be an artist, be time to, this so you just need to get the courage up to actually do it now. Well, it's not so much courage as like the logistics of closing something down. I, it's, there's other people who want to buy what I'm doing and like I have to maybe, but that was before the, you know, the apocalypse. And so I'm not really sure um, how to, to move all the pieces, but I have nothing but time right now. I'm working on the, the Zen book and uh, hopefully I have till Easter. Okay, to listen, this, this is my plan for here. Hi, Grayson. First of all, look who's back. It's Grayson back from the dead. How did you... Go up here. Uh, I got a I got a link from Andrew, and I figured how, out how to use Zoom. How great to see you, Grayson was our former Happy Hour fact checker before C Rock came on. Grayson, where are so you right great now? Great to have you back. I was the this original awesome C Rock. To have you back here. Hey, Rich, and this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get Rich to play another song, and then we're going to do this experiment. So let's do this. C Rock, put up on Facebook. The, the Zoom link to this show, and let's see if anybody joins us. So now, if you listen to this on Facebook Live, take a look at the comments under the stream here, and anybody can join us. I thought I was special for this episode. Well, you, now, just anybody you can are join? Still this wasn't person. my idea, Grace, and I just want to let you know that right now. This, this was not my idea. I think this is worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's going to do it. This is my prediction that we're just going to do it and no one's going to show up. All right. Let's see. Rich, what are you thinking of playing there? It's called radio. It's about being frustrated with all the stuff that's around and just wanting to find an old song and drive around and sing it. And I put the computer closer to my guitar. Hopefully you'll hear the finger picking. Uh, can you hear the finger picking? Not all that great. Audio-wise, is it? All right. Sure. Sounds good enough. <laughs> Yeah, we work all day, and time goes slow. 
we should drive as fast and far away from here. Same stupid show and tell me something I don't already know. And sometimes I get so bad, I gotta get into my car and go. And I turn on the radio and I find a new song. And I'll be driving around just singing alone, yeah. And it's one we know, and it's like nothing's wrong. We'll be driving around just singing along, yeah, to the radio. To the radio. You know it's feeling blue, <laughs> and I'm feeling blue, and I'd rather be anywhere with you. And sometimes there's nothing left for me to do. And I turn on the radio, find an old song. And I'll be driving around just singing alone now. And it's one we know. And it's like nothing's wrong. We'll be driving around just singing alone now. To the radio. To the radio. Nice going. Very nice. Okay, so Thank you. Rich, that was good. Is that an old one? That's a new one. That's brand new. Yeah, well, I've been, I've been I write in drafts. I've been writing it for probably two years, but uh, I haven't actually recorded it yet. Okay, so that's the first time it exists out there in the universe somehow? Yeah, it probably much is. So, one of the one of the bummers for me is I got my first ever um, solo artist jazz fest slot this year, and so I've been rehearsing with my dream band of all these fun people here in town. Uh, and then, of course, you know the fate of jazz fest right now. So I'm sort of on hold with all that. But um, one of the good things about it is that you know through rehearsals I was able to sort of sort through which of the songs were more you know audience ready and which ones were still kind of in the in the preliminary stages and all. What do they tell you at Jazz Fest? Do they tell you that they're going to honor your contract and you're going to be playing, or do they say we can't tell what's going to happen? It's more the second scenario right now. I mean, I, I would think that, I mean, it's, they definitely are artists friendly and concerned about everybody. So, I yeah, know you'd think it would be easy. 
for them to just to slide everybody back in the way they had them. It'll certainly could. be easier to book the local guys than, you know, uh, Fleetwood Mac or whoever. Who was coming? I guess the who were coming. <laughs> who? It was the who. And, uh, well, uh, Lizzo was the big, and, um, oh, the, 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 that Grateful Dead version with John yeah, There's Mayer. quite a few people to rebook. Okay, so this experiment of ours is kind of working. There's all kinds of people that have showed up here now. <laughs> Shan who is Shani's iPad? Well, how that's are we my do boy this? over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if uh, you go into gallery view, you can see everyone all at once, just uh, for those of you who didn't know that. This is Joan Rubin. Who, Rubis, this is your son, Jonah. That's my, my son, my college-age son, yes. Hey, Jonah, where are you calling in from? From Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz, California. What's going on there? How many people got it? Uh, not too many people here yet. We'll see. What, are you staying home all day? Yep, I have not left the house. And who's the there with you? My sister and my mom. All right, how's that working out? Uh... I haven't killed Everyone's going along? So enough. What's the sort yeah, of daily Have you played schedule? any video games? Yeah, what are you doing all day? Um, mostly doing homework and lounging around my phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you studying in college? I'm a film production major. Film production major. Yeah. Well, that Can you believe my son is studying editing? Wow. That's handy. Yeah. Sort of um, close to the family. <laughs> so... And this is Sophie Lafayette over here, who was on our show a while ago and called in originally from where? Where did you used to I live? I used to live in Tanzania. Tanzania. <clears throat> First time I called in back when I lived yeah, in Dar es Salaam, yep. Tanzania. <laughs> yep. And now then, I'm uptown, so close to home now. <laughs> you moved to New Orleans and got, got married, and now you live yep. here. Yep. Yep. Not going anywhere now. That is pretty exciting. You're stuck. Yep. And then I see Sirach. Your parents are both here. End of Individually. It's true. From different rooms of the house. <laughs> so Larry, this is not your house that you're calling from, is it? This is like some sort of fake backdrop, or is no, that really no, where you is, live? Uh, this is uh, Andy's brother's room. From different rooms in the house. Is that, is that somebody's room? It's not. No, really, no, it's right? a back room. Oh, no. Right. That looks like it looks crazy. Crazy. I was you. about to say, C Rock, bro, we need to hang. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> almost get you to sponsor the this whole thing and buy Rube's <laughs> business. Perfect. That's good. And Sherry is here. We see you a lot, Sherry. You haven't been here for a while. Are you coming back any time soon? Yeah. We're coming down. Are you going to take a chance and come down here? Well, we were coming down for Jazz Fest, so we still have our reservations. You do. I would have serious reservations about that idea. And John, where are you calling? Are you take um... I'm calling from West Virginia, Eastern West Virginia. Oh, that's my boyfriend. That is. Aha, I see. What is going on in Eastern West Virginia? What, if you're in Eastern West Virginia, does that just make it Virginia? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's a very different state. It is. Uh, totally different. Uh, I just drove back here from New Orleans over the last three days. And I just do you got think that was a responsible month, thing so. to do, COVID-wise? <laughs> Um, well, but yeah, I, I was very careful. I ended up building a uh, little decontamination station in my van with uh, alcohol and gloves and that, that kind was of, careful. So not, not that kind of, well, you know. Yeah, but if you're going from alcohol. here, which is apparently a hotspot where millions of us have got it, and now you, 
You're Correct. going to a place where nobody has it. Aren't you taking it with you? Well, I hope not. We were fairly contained and no symptoms. And I'm planning on staying yeah, in for a couple of weeks. What made you leave? It wasn't me. Uh, this is my home. Yeah. What, what, Katrina? It wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't hers. Um, I, this was actually my original plan. I was down there for, down in New Orleans for the winter and um, wanted to come back up for the spring and what this do you was do a good time. Uh, I inherited my family's old apple farm, which doesn't really grow any apples anymore, but um, uh, it's a lovely space. You have an apple Eastern farm? I thought it was called an apple orchard. I used to run an artist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I used to run an artist residency, which ah. is how Katrina So you have an apple orchard that doesn't grow apples anymore. So what's that called? Firewood? That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Background. I saw a coyote this morning uh, jumping across the, the apple Why don't trees. you grow apples anymore? That would seem pretty cool. How do you stop the trees from growing There's a apples? lot of work. Don't they just want to do that? They do, some of them do, some of them don't. These kind are dwarfs and they only have like a 20 year lifespan. And my family planted them in about 20, 25 years ago. So I'd have to plant what all What do you mean by dwarfs? I mean, you can pick them without a ladder? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly huh. right. But they only last for 20 years. Yeah, here. Yeah, right. I'll give you a little look view. At the apples. Here's, here's. Dwarf apples. Well, you can't, they're hard to there, see. So, but, um, <laughs> Oh, okay. well, that's an interesting oh, well. lifestyle you have up there. So, how do you make it? <laughs> um, I'm 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 really horrible at making it money. Uh, Katrina calls me a notrepreneur, so I specialize in notrepreneur. Great term. <laughs> hey, talking of which, Katrina, we haven't even got onto this. This is what the whole reason I wanted to talk to you today, because finally now, with all these people dying everywhere, your whole fantastic, fantastic what's it called? Fantastic casket. Fantastic casket. Yeah, it's a yeah, dot yes. com. Tell, tell them what it is. Um, so it's uh, artisan caskets and DIY <laughs> plans to make caskets. And um, that's actually how I met my boyfriend because he was running this artist residency and I went out to Appalachia to um, create some patterns and sew different designs that people can do themselves. Oh, you're um, dead. Sorry. No, but... Um, that's how you met. <laughs> But if he were, I would take amazing care of him. Um, and actually, one of the things I've been thinking about beyond Fantastic Casket is how are we going to have funeral rituals in this era of no gatherings when we really need to? And um, I've been thinking about, like, I wonder who out there is starting to develop online platforms for funerals. And I have seen that um, certain funeral homes are starting to love stream the love funerals. Stream. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how how we adapt to that. What is happening to the the, the principle about the caskets is the fantastic casket is it, it's a do it yourself <laughs> coffin. So can you just describe sure. exactly how the do it yourself sure. coffin works? Um, well, it can be made with different things. If someone has woodworking skills, then they could use that. Um, the caskets I did out uh, on John's property were. Uh, fabric-based and we're sort of a hybrid of a casket and a shroud. Um, the, the goal beyond just creating these caskets is to create um, economic freedom for people from the funeral industry. So caskets are a very large 
expense for people and um, don't really have much technology to them. I mean, most people are paying for a casket what they would pay for a used car, and it doesn't really have many parts. I mean, it's just like a box. Cars. So, Ooh. oh yeah, yeah. you can bury like stuff. four or five people in each one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're gonna move. I actually, my prediction is that we um, activate uh, alkaline hydrolysis. Or, uh, pandemic. Um, I don't know if other people are aware of alkaline hydrolysis, like but it's the most exciting thing in the uh, in the uh, like death industry right now. And it um, it actually like liquefies bodies. It's a water based cremation, and it's and it's um, being used by veterinary clinics all the time. Oh um, so but it How does it work, Katrina? What, what's the process? So it's a giant tank that has uh, water and lye and throws a electrical signal through it and um, mimics our own decomposition, speed it up. So the way that a human body or anybody will decompose in life is that the um, bacteria colonies that help us live our whole lives eventually uh, turn around and break us down. So this mimics that and um, uh, takes a body fr um, through, like they say, instead of a hot fire, it's a warm bath. Um, it's uh, it's much safer for technicians to operate. I don't know if you know many people who operate crematoriums, but ask them to show you their burns because people do get hurt. Things fly, in, um, the ovens and things like, like that. Eyeballs um, and so on. No, more like <laughs> metal pieces that are stuck in people and stuff like they're supposed to remove things before they hand them off and they don't, don't they and they get signed sort of off and oven type thing it's just like a open flame. no it's mostly closed like a pizza oven. that's what i thought anyway you can't do this yourself at home no not yet that's what we i thought need we need a tub it. not yet a tub hey, and so a couple of things why would you what happens to the goop after they've melted some well, actually, it, it just turns into water, and all that's left is bones, and it's completely sanitary. And the process has already been used by hospitals. And we called up the, the owner of the company that makes these machines, who has a huge business that um, operates, I think, in Indiana, and they do a lot of um, hospital sanitation work and processing, you know, medical waste into things that can be put down the drain. Um, um, so alkaline hydrolysis would enable us to have the safest way to process. I think that it has the consistency of uh, of hand sanitizer, and that gives me an idea. <laughs> I wonder. I've been I've been dabbling with um, craft mixology, and I wonder Boiling if you know green. where I can get some of this goop. Uh, this it's made of people. Uh, I wonder if there might be a tasty cocktail. What conversation did you have with this guy, Katrina, when you called him? Well, I wrote him this letter that was sort of like a fan letter and I told him how impressed I was and how I wanted to be part of his team and, and tell people about what he was doing. And at the time I was teaching a workshop called uh, Put the Fun in Funeral Planning. And when I would teach people about the different options that they had, um, by the end of the program, almost everyone was choosing alkaline hydrolysis based on the experience that that would be the cost, um, what, the, what, that, what that would mean in general. It, the 
problem was that that uh, hadn't been approved for human remains yet. So um, he actually called me one night and um, ended up sending me like death pics late at night of like clean bones coming out of some <laughs> machine. And um, yeah, is so he, I like is, made this friend. Is he single? <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't ask him, but it was a pretty you define conversation. He's very single, Grant. Yes, he is very single. Rich, what's Still the Oh, it's well, I want her to, to clarify what she meant by sending pictures of his death bone. <laughs> <laughs> like in the machines, like he would send me photos of, of like just beautiful bones because um, the, the remains that are left in the machine are just these like highly polished white bones. Mm. And, um, and then they're put into a, what's it called? A cremulator, which is what crushes bones and makes ashes. I don't know if other people are aware, but but the ashes that you receive from a cremation are not, they don't actually look like that. They're actually just bones and they put them in a cremulator and then they look like that. Is that so, right? Um, so all your flesh is burned up. Oh my God. Is this what you're saying? When you get cremated, all your flesh is burned and goes up in smoke. And mm -hmm. what's left is the bones and the bones are crushed. Yeah. And that's what you get. From because if, you get. if you didn't burn it first, you would gum up the cremulator, right? You have to burn it first, right. otherwise. A dark turn, don't you think? No, I no, thought your ashes were I'm your just, actual ashes. I just want to make sure I'm responsibly keeping responsible upkeep of my cremulator. <laughs> yeah. So I one, get one dog yeah. at a time. Don't mix it. That's not fair. Can you not share? Cool. Is that hygienic to share this? This is information. No, the cremulator. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We well, that's a good careful. point. After you get liquefied. Your only your bones are left. Do you throw the next person in, or do you have to take all that out? Is it like so, a hot tub after a big party? Yeah, good question. Mm. Uh, the, <laughs> it looks like it looks like a giant tank, like a bit, like almost like um, what's it called? Like a like those tanks, the iron lungs, like so, something mm. like that. And so everything is cleaned out at the end, and everything is a hundred percent sanitized by the end. Or you'll uh, die. Yeah, I mean, wow, it doesn't have to be. Well, we're all going to die. Some okay, so this is not a sort of a coming. financial yeah. opportunity for you in the current situation, which <clears> I thought <throat> the fantastic casket might, might oh, be. Well, Maybe we can plug that into Neo Modern yeah. somehow. I'm thinking about like how I'm going to make money in this moment because it is scary, and all my all my gigs have canceled. Um, so okay. it's you know definitely a time to rethink what businesses we're all in and how we uh, share our art with the world and who our customers are going to be. Um, the last couple of days I've been making uh, masks for um, for hospital workers. Oh, that's cool. One of them. Yeah. And um, so I've been getting like tons of requests for those. At some point when I'm done donating them, I guess I'll, I'll start selling those. Um, and I also have some writing projects I'm working on and um, I have some, at some point, like this week, I have a certain uh, sort of messaging that I'm using with the media about projects, but coming soon, I have some new projects that are very much related to um, the homeschooling world right now, and um, bringing kids into art or to uh, co-create, and how do we uh, curate art uh, together into shows and, and share it. Well, that's interesting, and that sort of ties into what 
I think, I, I think that um, I have to say the disaster of the pandemic does create a lot of interesting market shifts. You know, it's a great opportunity. If you're like second or third as a competitor in some space, the disruption gives you, it, it, they're like someone else might be more established in the wrong position to sort of pivot, try something more radical. I also find these kinds of weird moments, uh, cool opportunities to try to be creative. Moment like this, Rube? Well, not quite like this, but we had like earthquakes in LA. Remember, right. like, like things got fucked up. So you up think we the, should take this as an opportunity? Well, I think you have no choice but to take it as an opportunity. Like things mm -hmm. are changing, and you can either be wed to the way things were and just sort of wait for it to go back the way it was, or you can just see this as day one of a new world order and try to figure out how, in this world, how do you kind of figure out how to capitalize on it and make a living or provide some valuable service, you know, if you can start doing it for free now when it's small and easy and people need it and you can figure it out. And then as the world kind of stabilizes, you start to figure out what expertise you got. And hey, you know what? That's an uplifting that piece out. of advice to go out on, Rube. Oh, good. Thanks very much. We've come to the end of the hour of happy hour. We could actually stay here for another hour or two because no one's got to talk to me, right? <laughs> but, I'll you know, I've got to go walk the dog. Uh, hey, Ash, what are you doing in Arkansas there after this? Uh, we've got, I mean, I think we're going to go walk to a creek. <laughs> nice. It's too, tr too good to be true. Ruben, you're stuck there. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, you asked earlier. If any, yeah. You asked earlier if, if anybody was still enjoying this. I'm frankly having a blast right now. Well, that's great that you're doing Something good that you're one person who's enjoying it. Thank God for that. There's somebody. Mike, Ruben, you're getting back to writing your book? Yeah, I think that's what I, I mean, I'm always coming up with new ways to not be working on it, but, uh, but I still end up with a good, you know, six or seven hours a day plugging away. Oh, that's it. awesome if you can pull that off. So that's going to be worth it. Yeah. Katrina, you're making masks and coming up with a whole new business. Mm -hmm. so that's good. Rich, what are you doing? I am right now. Uh, doing, I still working full time for New Orleans Magazine. Just I was doing it while we were on the conference call. I guess you guys just gave me a good idea. Uh, the idea about I write a lot of stuff for the business publication, and the thought of looking for the silver linings and the people who are getting opportunities as a result of this situation. Is a, is a, is a, That's a great. But, uh, so I'm doing that. I'm getting ready to hopefully start rehearsing again for all my Jasper stuff, and then. All the movers gigs that got canceled for March, April, we're hopefully going to get them scheduled for the fall. Okay. Go. Uh, I was supposed to actually be in Asia next month, but so hopefully we'll do that. When is Jazz Fest supposed to be? It's in October now. October, maybe. And you the think same that, as the this Olympics. can't continue till October? Although they may, they may, it may be over, but they still would not have big groups. That's possible. October. Well, I mean, what's probably going to happen is there's going to be these flare-ups and then it gets under control by quarantine and then there'll be little little flare-ups in cities periodically over the next year, right. probably. Like Knoxville, Tennessee. And the city, yeah, and then they'll have to lock it down for a few weeks to try to, you know, for two weeks to try to slow it down. Or, or the people who have not caught it will go home and the people who've had it can be running things. I say we just let all the kids run everything and slowly let older people back in the workforce. That's a good know? plan. Hey, listen, everybody, thanks for joining us, all these people who showed up as a result of our 
Open Fiona. invitation. And especially to Rich Collins, Katrina Breeze, and Mike Rubin for joining us here on Happy Hour. That's Happy Hour for another week. I guess we'll see you. We're still going to be check alive. My calendar. How many people on the screen are going to be dead by this time next week? <laughs> I was going to ask. That's really not funny. Ask how long those caskets take to make. If I just have now, like other figures. Oh, well. Uh, My money's on Tom. Go on, go on fantasticcasket.com. It has to do with how fast you can sew, but um, definitely one day. Okay. Perfect, Jonah. Okay, Jonah. Good idea. You can make a casket in a day. <laughs> Hey, we're out of here. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Our music consultant is Christian Unruh. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is our Facebook live feed director. All. But actually, today he's just shoveling out uh, chicken shit. Our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock Searock. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can stay upright at home while drinking alcohol for about an hour. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's newwarmers.com. You can also check out many other happy hours that we made previous to this one, where we can still actually gather in groups. Uh, as well as some other shows we still make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Rashuti, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Talker, and our award-winning podcast about death, which has finally come into its own, called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and at itsbatonrouge.la. And you can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media between shows like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can find photos from this show, believe it or not, on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page. These photos were taken remotely today by Jill Lafleur, And you can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us if your podcast app has a share option. Try telling a couple of your housebound friends to listen to Happy Hour as well. Our show was recorded live today on Zoom. Happy Hour's production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, all of our Happy Hour crew marooned in their houses who are here. I'm Grant Morris. Please stay home and stay safe, and I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour.